podcast my name is grant my name is dave the day has arrived the finale ish of attack on titan the final season is here we're getting uh, deja vu oh my god <laughs> oh, my head's spinning um if this is your first time listening to the podcast we are an anime only podcast uh we have no insight into the manga i know that's everyone's freaking out about right now but we're, we're going to do all the part three talk at the end of the episode so don't worry um but yeah, so we're just going to jump right in, uh, do some synopsis, see how we're feeling, and uh, we'll get this to show on the road. Because this is a, as finales go, this is a pretty, pretty, pretty dense one. So There's a lot. So the, the title is The Dawn of Humanity. Uh, the synopsis goes, regardless of where it all began, Aaron commits to his path of destruction during the scout's first mission to the Marleyan mainland, leaving Mikasa to wonder if things could have been different. Did you like this one, Grant? As yeah. an episode? Like, as an, you know, as outside an episode. of all this all the stuff going on this is one of like it, it's funny because attack on titan is 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 so emotional but it's usually it's it's not fair to say it, but they're very like one track emotion it's usually dread or sadness right. or, or that adjacent and they really hit the gambit of emotions this episode which you know it, it has shown before but i think it was just during like with just with the context of what is currently taking place i think the different you know, like this perspective is like also like Mikasa. Finally, we've been begging for at least a little bit more Mikasa, and to yeah. see it's funny for her being the conduit for like happy emotion this episode in certain instances. Mm-hmm. So it's I, I don't know. I, I liked it. It was there's a lot to unpack, and but it's all in all, I think it's one of the stronger finales of of any of the seasons for Attack on Titan. Yeah, I, I remember being uh, around this time probably last year or maybe a little bit earlier than that, but being a little bit irritated by the finale of part one of season yeah. four. Because um, it wasn't really a, f- a finale, right? Like it was more no. of just a cliffhanger, and and in a way, this is that as well. But I also feel like there's a conclusiveness to this episode um, that really sort of sets up. Yeah, it it seems to draw a lot of things to a close, and mm-hmm. I will say it gave us some very um, satisfying answers to some longstanding questions, right? Like yes. that's, that's one thing that I think is so easy to forget when you're this close to a show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you are, you're this close to the show, right? Like this is as close as it gets is watching it, discussing it online, listening to podcasts about it, recording podcasts about it. It's like, sometimes you can get so close to something that you lose sight of it. Mm-hmm. And and one thing that this episode does is it answers a lot of questions. Season four, in general, all of its many parts have answered a lot of longstanding questions in Attack on Titan, yep. and it's I, I you know I think they're all pretty satisfying, and I'm happy with most of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh boy, let's do, shall we attempt to break down everything? Let's let's uh, <laughs> let's like kind of skim through the episode, and yeah. you know I think we'll we'll ask the big questions and talk about them as they come up because there's a lot to get to. So so strap yes. yourselves in. Right on. So, you know, the episode opens up with, you know, momentarily if we see Mikasa in the now, but she's reflecting on their first visit to the mainland. Um, I don't know about you, but all of this screamed uh, the warriors, the warrior candidates. You know, that last day at the festival, 
you know, like it's the first time really seeing stuff from the outer world, you know? Yeah, obviously. It's like was so closed off for such a long time. It feels so obvious now, but I, I didn't think about it in the moment. You know, it actually, I actually had the wrong take at first. In the first like couple of minutes until I saw Sasha because I, yeah. I didn't recognize her at first. Mm-hmm. For a moment, I was like, oh, is this like a what could have been kind of dream? Oh. It, it felt that way. It was all so upbeat. And then I was like, wait, Sasha's there. But then I, I still wasn't sure, and then we saw Onya Capone, and I was like, oh, okay, we're yeah. finally seeing, like... We're seeing those days, or those yeah. year, that year, or whatever, because I can't remember, did they mention a part, maybe at the beginning of part two, or maybe the end of part one, how long were they actually there for? Over in Marley? Yeah, because I know Aaron, like, yeah. they knew Aaron disappeared very early on, but I think they were there looking for him for an extended period of time. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, we know that there was a four-year time skip, and we saw most of the events back in part one. Like, they show they show uh, these Mabitos making contact, Parody Islands technology, yep. and they did lots of time skips, but this mm-hmm. was really the last piece that we were missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how, how long the Scouts and Co. were supposed to be in Marley. So... You know, like the we get this is it's so funny how, you know, when they actually get to the mainland, you know, they do see like Ani component, like it, it just becomes pure comedy. And again, it's Sasha and Connie like leading the charge with Big like time. with a job playing the straight man, like the the Good frustrated straight man. Good music, very jovial. You know, and then it all kicks. It's so funny. You'd sent Leanne and I a clip. This whole thing about the car and the carrot, dude. Okay. <laughs> This is a this, this is a very deep cut, hilarious. and I saw one guy. And to be fair, he had a lot of up uh, not a, a lot of upvotes, but a, a few upvotes on Reddit. I saw one dude catch it, and uh, I've mentioned it on this podcast before, and I've shared it on our we've shared it on our Instagram. But um, Isayama is a big martial arts fan, big uh, mixed martial arts fan. He did a really famous interview with Demetrius Johnson. Uh, UFC MMA fighter who now actually fights for an Asian organization called One Championship. And he did an interview with him because Demetrius Johnson is a huge anime fan and he loves Attack on Titan. And Isayama is a huge MMA fan. (laughs) And so they knew each other really well. And it was in this interview that all this fun stuff came out. Like he based Aaron's Titan mm-hmm. off yep. of uh, off of an Asian fighter. He based uh, Reiner's Titan off of Brock Lesnar, who's a WWE and then turned UFC champion. Um, and anyway, long story short, this is an incredibly obscure deep <laughs> MMA reference. Um, <laughs> so and it's real. I think it's uh, John says about Connie and Sasha, like they're gonna try and feed that bus a carrot. Right, and then the reference is it's this story from years ago, but it's captured on 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 film. If you YouTube Chael Sun and Carrot Story, that's what it is. <laughs> but it's it was this guy who he was a really big fan of theatrics and pissing off his opponents and goading them into fights, and it was all very real. Um, but he was intentionally trying to pick a fight with a Brazilian fighter, and he was kind of insulting the whole country of Brazil in doing so. He was just saying, I don't think they have technology out there. <laughs> because when uh, he's referring to these Brazilian fighters, when they came over here, Big Nog was petting a bus and his little brother was trying to feed it a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> so and it was so absurd and so hilarious that people, that, that like quote lived on, like you know how memes are born, right? Yeah, just, absolutely. It just lived in the culture ever since. And like it's, you know, We've also talked on this podcast about how Isayama does, like, 
he does grappling in in um, Attack on Titan when him and Reiner fight. There's grappling. There's like mm. boxing stances. Like it's all he really does try and do mixed martial arts justice. And there's just no way in hell this is an accident because the references he throws in to MMA is absurd. I mean, you know, this year he he made one of the uh, Titans into Better Call Saul because yeah. he loved that show so much. Bob Odenkirk, you know what I mean? He's not above that, like. Um, he throws it in where he can, and I thought it was hilarious. I was, we were laughing hysterically when you sent me that video. And we went back to the clip. I was just like, that, that's it. Like, you know, very, it's, it's, it was just that was it. You know, it was perfect. Fucking so Too fun. good. But um, so anyway, so you know, we have all these jovial moments. With the ice cream. We we actually get some like really nice moments with, with Mikasa because you know she's always like, you know, John's the straight man, but she's all yeah. Sulky is the perfect way to put it. You know, but like she gets her hands on the ice cream and she's like. You know, she like you know, she has like one of her whole, like two smiles in the show. But I feel like it's one of the first like real smile. You know, yeah. like just the enjoyment and she's trying to share the ice cream with Aaron, and Aaron just takes to that fucking place. Of, of course, like, like, I've seen this through my father's memories. Like, oh, you've, oh, you've had ice cream before, or even Mikasa right off the bat was like, oh, have you seen this in your memories? And yeah. he's like, I have. Let me elaborate for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Aliens like, aren't really allowed to have it. <laughs> they know it's a tasty treat, but they're never. It's like Jesus oh, Christ, Aaron. <laughs> so, so you know the, the jovial moments kind of like make a quick turn levi catches um a pickpocket who's grabbed sasha's coin purse and of Which course it was sasha it's kind of apt because levi yes. himself raises a bit of a pickpocket and a thief in the underground exactly so you know he's he's quick and you know i think unfortunately it, it was interesting too because like in rewatching the episode it just shows how even caught off guard Levi was by pointing out the fact, like saying, like stating aloud that like, Hey, that's not your purse. Uh-huh. And the, like, and then immediately like a mob gathers around them. And I was like, Oh shit. Like they're already into trouble. Like and right was, off the boat. And it wasn't scary until it became racial or racially motivated. Right. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, at first we've apprehended a thief and you never really know how a country is going to deal with thievery because you know first world second world third world countries they all treat it kind of differently sure but it wasn't about that it was about like well he could be eldian yeah. we need you know we need to really punish him <laughs> not even that they weren't because they the front the front end of that like conversation with the crowd was not like the eldian stuff wasn't even there it was just a migrant and oh, they're yes, going into yes, that yes, and like yes. they're they're slowly arguing about that and then and then all of a sudden and this was kind of like one of the random things they threw into the episode and i didn't expect it all in the finale they start bringing up the blood screening the yeah, blood tests and i was like Eldians. okay i'm like well this like we knew part three was coming because the announcement came up before the episode aired but i was like oh well this seems like something that's brought up in a finale for our next part they mentioned it one time blood Twice. tests mean, no i mean before oh, this prior to um, this oh, okay the Grisha asks the owl how he avoided detection, and he said it's easy with the help of a doctor. So, like, oh, there was yes. precedent that there was some kind of blood test to detect Eldians, mm-hmm. I guess. They do, we do get a follow up scene later with the Zumabito saying, like, the advances in science have made yeah. it, like, way easier, and also people are way more paranoid about it. So, like, you know, there's yeah. constant testing, which, again, spooky. The show's, like, you yeah. know, how in the past they are, but also, like, they are becoming. It almost feels like when you're in Marley, they're on the cusp of like that next phase in technology. Like we see all the ships, you know, they're slowly inventing planes or air or yeah. airboats or whatever. It's... And the walls are kind of closing in if you're Albion, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, there's some back and forth. You know, Sasha tries to step in, and you know, Levi 
kind of saves the situation with uh-huh. um, you know with Hanj, and that kind of makes it worse. Honestly, <laughs> like they do this whole big sister, little sister, and the crowd doesn't buy it at all, which I thought yeah. was like okay, they're not stupid. They're also super paranoid, mm-hmm. right? So it's I, I kind everybody of everybody on edge. The way it kind of went, and then they just bolt. Yeah, and it. I understand it, and I I think I get why this scene kind of happened is to show you know it's this group's kind of first experience with you know racial tensions on the other side yeah or like kind of seeing it up close um but also it just seemed like a transitional scene like it's just trying to get them to the next area it was very it was very awkward big time you know i'd like to touch on pacing very quickly we're going to talk about the whole pace of you know parts one two and three you know later on Mm -hmm. but one thing we know for sure is that the pacing of of this show has slowed at this point it's one chapter per episode right Mm -hmm. If you were to, you know, and uh, go back to seasons one through two, or maybe th- a bit, a bit of three, um, when the pacing of the episodes was like one and a half to two chapters per anime episode, mm-hmm. this is like absolutely a scene that gets cut. It just yeah. felt like, you know, th- there's a lot in this episode. You could argue, depending on your approach to an anime and direction and storyboarding, that you would cut. Um, but you know, so whether you like that or not, they've decided to go extremely loyal to the source material. Um, and yeah, this was like, I don't know if I would call it fat, but, um, it felt like something they wouldn't normally include. Does that make sense? No, exactly. Yeah. 100%. It, it just, it felt like, you know, cause there was a couple moments in part one that felt like this, like we're just trying to get us to the next scene, you know, and it's like, or you could just take us there, you know, like we have this whole thing. It almost feels like, I, I guess I kind of, to make my point, I got to jump ahead a little bit, like they eventually end up at the Azuma Bido estate, but in between there's a scene kind of near the migrant camp or the refugee camp. Then they go to the estate and then they make their way back to the refugee camp. So it's, it's like they almost had to have this scene to even set up that camp in the first place, mm-hmm. you know, but whether, you know, this whole thing in the, I guess, I guess if they're just trying to be as accurate to the source material, I get it. But the pacing of this was just so fucking weird. And the music too, it was just, happened way too fast also Hanj like Hanj trying to get out of the situation is always so awkward yeah (laughs) it was it was awkward yeah but anyway so like I said they they make a run for it somehow they're not chased (laughs) Um, they get away they get away um and they make their way they kind of track the boy down to like this you know broken down ruin and we kind of get Aaron staring off in the distance a little bit which he's doing a lot this episode Mm -hmm. but this the ruins reminded me of the um the reese church you know how like after all that's kind of destroyed you know there's just the almost like the, the cathedral type yeah infrastructure outside See, the the actual way it was drawn i couldn't i was getting very weird full metal alchemist vibes there's like just a very specific like kind of ruins of a sacred area and uh that's like somewhat prominently featured in that anime but yeah pro- it's probably not that obviously no um but yeah, yeah, I see. I see where you pick that up. So yeah. So anyway, so the boy you know makes another getaway, and they kind of just transition to the Azuma Bido estate, mm-hmm. which you know we get more. This is this was kind of filler because this is a lot of the info that we've discovered through the show over the past season and the last. Mm-hmm. But now like the group is getting it. Like they're explaining how you know bad Eldians have it outside the walls and kind of like their situation and all the blood screening. Um, it, it just kind of felt like a history lesson we had already heard. Yeah. It's like, you know, we heard this yeah. last week. The idea of the Ymir Protection Group 
Yes. I thought was really interesting. We're going to like come back around to that mm-hmm. um, when when they go to that like gathering thing. But I thought I was like, oh, OK, I can kind of see where this is going. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, ahead. so anyway, it's just it, this is it's so funny how like the first time I watched it, I kind of, you know, it was the finale. Like you kind of like zone in. But in the rewatch. So pretty much from the moment like where they make their escape or whatever, you know, from that crowd. And then until Mikasa clues in that Aaron is gone, mm-hmm. this all could have been taken out genuinely, I think. Yeah, probably. I mean, it. if you like, it just depends what your goal is. And it, it appears that maybe their goal is to stretch this out or just to mm-hmm. not cut anything, period. I, I don't know. I wonder what like the, the rule mandate was in making these seasons. Like, I'm because I'm assuming now, like the plan was three parts. I um I saw someone I have not verified this claim so you know take that for what it's worth but I saw someone saying that there is a somewhat reputable leak back you know eight months ago to a year ago that um, around the time season two or part two rather was announced that like part three had its like TV slot leaked and it was like eight episodes spring 2023. And so it was like, you know, we should have known. Like, okay, maybe we should just talk about this now. Sure. But like, it it feels like the failure isn't, um, I mean, there are a couple failures. And it, you know, I don't think my complaint, a lot of people's complaints are the fact that it's, like, this isn't one season, right? It's, it's going to take, like, two to three years about to be out by the time the one season is complete. Mm. So the naming convention is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, to be fair, they had season three, part one and two, so there was precedence. And if we had season four, part one and two, that would maybe be fine. Um, so the naming convention, not ideal, but I'm not all that mad about it. I think like um, maybe like the only real failure that I'm like a little bit irked by is like just their handling of the communications and their handling of like the marketing material and the pro- like and the, the just the comms like mm. every you know when we got season four, we didn't know it was part one. Mm. It like everyone's been sold to, we're finally getting a conclusion for two straight seasons now that they're calling the same season. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just that part. Is, I saw that's very I, irritating. I don't know if this is true, but there was people claiming that part three. So it's going to be attack on Titan final season, final part. And I was like, if that, and yeah. apparently people are saying that's official. I'm like, that is the clunkiest thing I've ever yeah. read. It's I've seen so insane. translations of that as like final part or the conclusive arc or something. It's like, uh, whatever. Come like, on. You know, you can tumble out whatever bullshit you want about what technical season it is. Like, it's just, um, you know, one, that's not ideal for anybody. Mm-hmm. To have your seasons be split up into parts and have it be confusing, that's not ideal for anybody. Um, and two, I think like you could have capitalized better if that you were just honest from the outset, because I see a lot of people defending it and being like, well, Mappa probably just have doesn't have the resources to get it done because they're juggling so many things. And it's like, yeah. well, that's fine, too. Like, that's also OK. But mm-hmm. if you had just, you know, you know what I mean? If you, if you had just said that or, um, you know, not a lot of shows are, are going to look up to look at the viewer straight in the eye and go, we are going to be five seasons for a total of 50 episodes. Like, sure. No one does that. And I'm not no. saying I'm not saying that, but I'm saying maybe don't sell something as the conclusion if you're not going to conclude it for like two years. You know what I mean? 
Well, my guess is, you know, they want the viewers for every season, right? They don't want to yeah. say, like, yeah, I know, we're going to do this over three but, years. People are like, no, 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 I'll check it out when it's all done. You it's know, just, like it's, yeah, it's just irritating. It's like, guys, it's the most popular anime on the planet. Like, <laughs> they're not going anywhere. People are going to stick around for the ending. So don't, Come on, just don't honey us. dick us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I, I don't know. I just, I thought the, uh, the naming convention is a complete fucking mess. And uh, that's really like, and like the the shitty announcement part is also just not well handled, but whatever. <sighs> Got to get them Blu-ray sales, and, Dave. Yeah, and also, <laughs> you know that that is, you know, suffice to say, I think the unspoken thing that you and I have to worry about, and this is not an invitation to fuck yeah. us up, internet stranger, but I think the big thing a lot of people are worried about is like I have somehow not been spoiled for so long. <laughs> yeah. I've got to do that for another year. And yeah, I think Leanna got tagged like yeah, right before we watched the episode. I think she got one that clearly and she, we finished the episode. She was like, well, shit, <laughs> that wasn't seen. So. Oh, shit. So she yeah. saw something that wasn't in the final. I believe so. Yeah, it's it's tough, yeah. man. Like I have some tips I can give out uh, to, to Leanna and to other people. Like the big thing is just make the algorithm work for you on YouTube. Yeah. Anytime you see something AOT related hit, I'm not interested in this mm-hmm. or same thing on Instagram. The algorithm will catch up to you. But, like, you know, if you just get dickheads on Reddit just PMing people um, spoilers and stuff. And there's a lot of that. You know, so it's uh, it's a bit of a bummer. But anyway, the the handling of part three is, I think, maybe just the most irritating thing. I'm very, very interested to, to see where it goes, though. You know, I think that's why we started the podcast a year ago was to see how the ending was. And you know what? Also, like, I'm not, like, I'm not that mad because you and i get to talk for another eight more episodes about this show and like we know it's gonna be the you know like we now know it's the true final because yeah. you and i had our hunches like we weren't really sure it's not like we assumed there was gonna be a third seat a third part or, or a movie but like you know we we weren't sure like we didn't know we didn't read the manga so it was kind of like we were waiting until we got that point and then i think around episode eight it was like oh yeah they're not wrapping this up there's no yeah. way once i think we learned especially about like the pace they were going as far as adapting manga chapters yeah uh it just seems absurd like you know i'm, I'm so curious to see how this thing wraps up because apparently what's left you know especially the way they framed the ending is like all that's left is action so what the hell is gonna happen but anyway um wow We'll, we'll get back to that. I have some questions on predictions and how you feel about certain things, but I want to wrap mm-hmm. up um, where we're at. Yeah, yeah, let's jump back in. Um, so, anyway, so, yeah. like, I, you know, there's the whole thing. We, we get the, the subjects in your protection group, so the kind of the goal is, you know, for them to go and observe and see their intentions, you know, and see, because they're trying to look for a peaceful outcome. You know, Armin and Hanj are the ones, you know, they're hitting that home, like, as, as they usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mikasa notices Aaron has gone missing. And then I think we get the saddest scene in all of Attack on Titan. Um, you know, it's also it's one of the most beautiful scenes. I loved it. It's it's beautiful. Like, you know, I want to see if you know if you and if anyone else agrees with you know shout outs. But like, it felt like a wedding scene. Like the two of them were at the altar together. Yeah, the way that guy appeared. The way the guy appeared. You know, the, he's between them. That the, shot between them he's got the t it almost looks like you know like it could have been two rings just the way like yeah. the, the glasses were master made like in silver if there was going to be a moment that might have been it and you know what like there's you know later in the episode it's it's not fair to call aaron the flat out villain like he's definitely like we all get it we understand what he's trying to do yeah. it's not the right thing but like we get it but like him to like just put it on mikasa in that moment of like who am i to like you know like just fucking say it 
Yeah. And, you know, she had her chance. And I don't, you know, it's it's hard because she, she hasn't necessarily been chasing after him her whole life. In yeah. a way, she has. Yeah. But it's it's like, fuck, man. Like, he's he's actually so shitty to her. Like, genuinely. Yeah. Like, in this scene, it kind of just puts it all in perspective of, like, oh, fuck, she does love him. It's not some bullshit curse, you know, or whatever. Like, it's just, yeah. she cares for him. And it's just like, damn, girl, I feel for you. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's, yeah, he's not easy on her, but you can tell he cares, too. It's, it, it's complex. I think it's supposed to be. I, I want to yeah. mention one thing before they have that talk is that he's shedding tears looking mm-hmm. at all those uh, displaced people, yes. talking about how they all had their freedom stolen. And I, there's a really big moment, and remember, this is after Aaron has touched Historia's hand, so mm. presumably he already knows where this is going. Yes. And Mikasa says, what happened? And he says, nothing yet. Mm. And I think maybe he knows yeah. that he's going to trample all these people to death. I think his mind is not, it's probably made up, or if not, you know, it's close. Um, I, but I think he knew that, like... You you know what I mean? I think he had a sense of foreboding at the very least. Well, you know, like because like this even prior to this, like him on the streets when they're all like goofing off about the ice cream and or not goofing off, but you know what I mean? Like just, mm-hmm. you know they're all Having excited. Fun. Like yeah. he like he was, even Armin at one point comes up like Aaron, stop zoning out. You know, like it's and Aaron just is having these long thousand yard stares at various points. You know, in, in the timeline of not necessarily this episode, but from you know, like you said, Historia's hand till when all this happens, it's just him like you know staring off into space. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, it's. I think it's a really interesting question, right? Like, Mika, like, let's talk about the question that Mikasa is answering or asking. Mm-hmm. Or, well, we're not quite there yet, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, so they go look for him. Then they end up having this like really fun montage. Did you enjoy that? <sighs> Where they they get drunk with the uh, with the people? Yeah. Did you see freaking Sasha like feeding booze into that child? Like, <laughs> did you see her what? hurling at the end? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, was, if if one of these people is gonna drink to the point of getting sick, it's gonna be her. She had such a good soul. Her, it breaks my heart. They hit us like so many times with Sasha's death. They episode. do a really good job of bringing her back um, yeah. and being like, just to hit you with the like, remember she's dead. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Stuff. But no, it was like, what about you? Like, it was, it was beautiful too. It, there was one part that I did find weird. It mm. kind of just felt a little, a little heavy-handed. Is when they run off and they get the whole refugee camp and bring them back it just like you see them kind of like bolting out of the tent and they oh, come back yes. with like and they start people. a party yeah and it's like like it's beautiful and i get it it's just like <laughs> it just seems so like wait what the fuck is going on here like this, they're drawing so much attention like i i saw a lot of people being like this is the last time Aaron smiles and it's like mm, I, I mean maybe they want to really pound it and be like this yeah. is the last night before he everything everything changes yeah. Um, and if, you know, maybe they went a little big with it, but it was nice. It was good to see all those people together and yeah, I don't know. It, it worked for me, like from that vantage point, I guess, like they, I think mission accomplished. Do you know what it, it, it's funny? I don't know why but it's the way it stuck out to me as similar to the scene when, you know, when they only Capone and all the, the Marlians are showing them all the different technology. Mm-hmm. It kind of just reminded me of that, like they're discovering new foods and like probably different types of booze and all this stuff. And just, yeah. they all seemed so inquisitive about everything yeah. that was going on and like, you know, the, I'm assuming like the singing and the dancing and all that. And it was it, like, it was a beautiful scene. And also like the use of color was like 
showing all like yeah there'd be scenes of you know i think when they were looking down on the camp you could see like a couple older men having dinner and like kids playing and just like the different color palettes they don't normally use in this scene was really really cool it's funny to see like mappa bust out some stuff in the last couple of episodes that you forget where some of their really big strengths are Mm-hmm. like vibrant color palettes they, they're really good at uh water like there's yes. water cg like any everything on the boat always mm-hmm. looks fantastic and later with like canon stuff oh. um they, they have some really good stuff that they, I, it just feels like they have a lot of muscles they're not always allowed to flex just because of like the mm-hmm. story but yeah um i remember being like oh shit that looks really good like lighting they're good at lighting yeah like do, do you think of um is it the pilot of Jujutsu Kaisen mm. when Itadori wakes up in that room full of candles. Oh yeah. It's like that. You know what I mean? Like you could see the lights in all the tents um in this episode and yeah, it just gave me those kinds of vibes. Yeah. Um okay, but then there's then there's that meeting for what was it called? The protect the protection group for Ymir. Yeah, the, uh what was it called? The for, uh, the protection of the subjects of Ymir. Yeah. Subjects, subjects of, of Ymir, Ymir protection group. group. Yeah. Nailed it. So it goes poorly, as I think <laughs> we had guessed it was going to go. Um, it kind of just, you know, it felt like, um, you know those old clips in history class you see of, like, the early days of Hitler trying to win over, like, Parliament and stuff <laughs> like that? Yeah. And it was just this guy with this spooky-ass hair and a spooky-ass suit and just, like, fucking screaming on the top of his lungs of, like, you know, these rats aren't bad, but the ones over there, those are the bad rats, you know? And it was just, yeah. uh, it was just, it was fucking weird, man. Like, it, you know, and, like... Not weird. Like I, I get the you know the connotation mm-hmm. and all that, but it's it just doesn't stop, man. There's so much hate in the world, and they just do a really good job sometimes reminding you. Like I, I there's always so. more hate. I thought so too because I was like I like the idea. I like like where this is going, right? Like mm-hmm. there are subjects of Ymir all over the place that have been yep. forced to inbreed and are treated as second class citizens, and they should be protected, and not persecuted, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, this is diplomacy, and this sounds interesting. But it's like, of course, it comes at the cost of someone, right? Like, in order for every every other subject of Ymir to be successful, then we have to villainize everybody on the island, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's just, you, you can see, and this is where Aaron kind of, he leaves, right? This yeah. is like the big turning point in the episode where she says it's the last time they saw him before everything changed. And I don't know, you know, it's like what I was saying earlier, whether he had his mind made up before this, he knew what he had to do, or if maybe this was like the straw, the final straw, I don't know. But like, it just feels like there's no way out diplomatically. Mm. And he kind of gave up, or mm-hmm. he made up his mind. It was almost like if he was going to give him a chance, and he saw this. Yeah. And then you he know, left. So, I know this is like a, a completely like a, like a question we'll never know the answer to. But I almost wonder if this somehow was Willie Tiber involved in some way. Because this is all part of his plan, is to villainize the island, not the Eldians right. that are here. So whether it's, it's an interesting thought I didn't really think about. You know, because like he kind of made a point of like when him and McGath kind of were teeing everything up together, like it's time for me to step out of the shadows and like, you know, tell the truth and all this and that. I cannot imagine a character like Willie Tiber kind of just did that on a whim. He was probably thinking over, over time, you know, maybe he was setting the stones like groups like this, like funding groups like this to potentially make an effort like that later. Sure. Doable, you know, cause at the end of the day it was for resources. I, I, uh, I would not discount that possibility. I think that's possible. 
I don't, you know, it might be one of those things where we may never get confirmation, but I don't oh, think, I, never uh, think will, I don't but. think you're taking a leap here. I think it's not bad. It's yeah, it's, possible. it's, but that's how politics works, right? Like, you know, yeah. they kind of get the idea out there and then when people get a little more comfortable with it and they, you know, they make the changes and I don't know, it just, it seemed almost the same speech. Yeah. Essentially. With um, different connotation. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, this is where the episode shifts to Aaron's perspective and he's, you know, he's asking himself a lot of the same questions, but, but I want to ask you before we like put this first half behind us, why do you think Aaron asked that of Mikasa? You know, what am I to you? And, and more importantly, to answer Mikasa's question, do you think it would have made a difference if she had said, I'd love you? You're the love of my life. All I want to, you know what I mean? Everything I do is for you. Mm. If she had fessed up, do you think it changes his next his course of action in any way? I don't think so. I think yeah. as much as I would have, you know, you know, as a hopeless romantic, I would like to think that, you know, her you know, her confessing finally confessing her love for him would like would change it. But yeah. like we get a scene in a little bit with you know, with Zeke and it almost seems like Aaron fucking like he just didn't get it. Like he's never got it, you know. Yeah. And it, or I feel like if he had heard yeah. it from her in that moment, it wouldn't have clicked, and it would have been too late because he yeah. would have went on and did his thing anyways. Or even uh, you know, yeah, I think that's a good point. I I also think that if he knew, it, he may have doubled down on his reasoning. Like yeah. he may have been like, well, to protect this love, you know, and not have it be at risk and. Like, I, I just, I don't think anything was going to stop him at this point. It was too late. Do you think he was just giving her, you think this was his way of maybe giving her some freedom? Giving her an out? Like, giving know. her an out of, like, you know, maybe giving her an option for her to say something for him to, like, finally end it, you know? Yeah. Or to put it down. Like, it's, I, I it's twisted. It, it, it's, it's really hard to know. I don't know. But it's a good question. Yeah. I I think, like you, like you said, like, maybe he truly felt kind of like undeserving of that love and that's why he was looking mm. for a reason as to wait as to why it may not be genuine is it just family is it could she potentially be um bound to me as a host because of like the the genetics of the ackermans like he's looking for but, like, he doesn't find that out till till zeke tells him later no but i think i think he's just uncertain you know what i mean oh, okay. i think yeah, i think yeah. he doesn't know why she feels the way he does and mm. she does and she's also never come out and said it, right? So I think he's just uncertain. And But, like, if we, you know, the question is, like, if we removed all that uncertainty and she came out and said the words, would it have changed much? And I don't know if it would have. I don't think it would have. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because yeah. you know, we get the quote from him of, like, all these actions have been mine. You know, yeah. it's been me from the beginning. So I think, yeah, I think he's just caught up in this cycle. And I think this was maybe his last conscious moment before he kind of just let the wave take him yeah then we go back to him they they show some really cool they do some uh, they have a really great use of flashbacks like just keyframes and stuff this I episode love, i love the one of like you know the f- opening scene from season one of him, him and waking Mikasa up in the tree, under no, the tree. Of, and like he's kneeling yeah like you know he so clearly good. went and zeke wasn't there so like he clearly went farther back i think yeah you know so it's it's interesting, like when like when he had the ability to do that. He even so. there's even a flashback of the pigs, like the pigs that probably escaped from Mimir. 
Oh, oh that was, I was I did not put the pigs together at all. <laughs> yeah, when he said like where it all began, there's him under the tree, then he thinks about the pigs. Oh, and I think like he's thinking about the cursed history thing and and then I think he says it doesn't matter. Like every yeah. you know what I mean? We're here. It's we're, we're in it. This is yeah. how it is. Um I I don't know. I I love that. I love like his whole this whole POV thing. Uh, He's such a get. tremendous voice actor too. Like, oh my god! My god! When he like really gets into it and he has like a good monologue there, it's just like that's uh, you know probably my my main complaint is we don't get enough Aaron in, in part mm-hmm. four. I, I have some questions about that uh, too, but we should get through the rest of the episode because there are some big bombshells that get dropped here, Grant. Big time. Okay, we get through Elena and Aaron talking about Zeke's plan. <sighs> Falco knew all along. Flush. Or Flock, sorry, Falco, my bad. But it, um, the reveal kind of worked for me. Yeah, no, it did too. It's funny because I think both of us were like, nah. But it, the way they did it, it kind of worked. It, they kind of changed my mind, or maybe, I don't know. We didn't give him, you know, that was the thing. I think he was such a good villain. We didn't want to give him credit for being involved from the get go and being trusted with such a key, important character. I think the, the irony seems to be that it's clear to me, at least. Or I think it's meant to be clear to the audience that like, Aaron isn't doing this and telling Flock because he loves him. No, <laughs> he's. I think he's telling Flock because he selectively knows mm-hmm. that Flock is probably the best suited to be to back him in this, but very specific plan. He needed his Yelena. Yeah, yeah. He needed a yeah. He needed a capable pawn yeah. that he knew muscle. He needed muscle. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and Flock. You know, from their first meeting to how he's evolved as a character, he's kind of perfectly suited for what Aaron needs. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's also revealed that he, from the beginning, planned to betray Zeke. If there was any <laughs> yeah, question, yeah. if there was anything about that, we all called it. <laughs> we all saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. Um, what about Historia? Less clear to me. Damn. Okay. So it's interesting because, like, we know she's pregnant. And in this scene... She's not yet. She's not yet, but, like, they angle her. They do, at no point of the show, like, her front side. Mm-hmm. Like, at one point, like, she's wearing the same outfit and everything, too, that we see her kind of, like, you know, hanging out in the rocking chair. Yeah. I don't know why she's at the farm in the first place. I think... Is I, that because they've always had her there once all this stuff the, went down? I think so. I also have a big timing question here that just wasn't immediately clear to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron disappears after this senate this hearing right and they never see him again are we meant to believe that he went back to the island to talk to flock and historia or did he have those conversations before he went to marley in the first place knowing he was going to disappear yes so Uh, you think he like laid his groundwork before he went to marley and he's like listen flock here's what i'm gonna do i think he knew okay so no because flock was with oh maybe because because there's the scene where they find out that Flock was the one that got him to talk to Yelena. Yes. But that was all on the island. Yeah, that was all on the island before they left. Hmm. But then again, Yelena and co. did come to Paradis fairly early, within the first couple of years. So... Oh, you know what? No, because Flock was guarding Yelena. Yeah. And, like, he was the reason that got... He was able to... Because they, they... Oh, that was what... Sorry. Aaron and Leanne, uh, Yelena... Sorry. Not Leanna. Good mm-hmm. God. Uh, weren't allowed to see each other because yeah. of the connection to Zeke. Yeah. And there was that whole thing where Pixis put two and two together, that yep. Flock was the one. So, yeah. So, I think this all happened before they left and Aaron So, he somehow, fucking knew. Yeah, he knew. He, he knew. had his mind made up. 
Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So we got that sorted out. Probably seemed obvious, but anyways, we we got that figured out. So they they allude that you know we're kind of jumping ahead, but Historia Aaron might be the father of the child. That might be a red herring. That might be a massive red herring. I think it's possible it's a red herring. I think it's also possible it's true. Yeah, 100%. That's the best red herrings are potentially true. There's some truth in it. But before we get to that, like, what, what do you think about Historia's angle here? Like, because Aaron comes clean with her and with and with Flock, and he just mm-hmm. says, I'm going to kill everybody. And yep. Historia seems to have the human reaction, Yeah. which you would really hope for, right? Which is, I'm, if I don't do everything I can to stop you, I can't live a good life anymore. you know what i mean mm-hmm. not every she has some great lines not everybody is guilty of what you want to punish them for a lot of these are gonna peep a lot of these people are gonna die like your mother did just like your mother yeah without uh, knowing anything you know she like mm-hmm. she, i think she made a really good account of herself here um and aaron has a, a quote i don't want to get wrong and i saw that some people were complaining it was mistranslated oh really well apparently funimation consistently doesn't have as good subs okay <laughs> Um, I don't know. So the quote is, the only way to completely end the cycle of, a re- of revenge born from hate is to completely bury the history along with the civilization that created it. Mm. So it's, it's his version of it's us against the world. Yeah. This is a cycle. You know, we, we know all these things at this point, mm-hmm. but he's really devoted himself to that. But does it feel to you like Historic kind of fucking gives up here? Well, no, because he kind of like throws the line, and she's like, "I won't be able to live with this." And he's like, "Don't worry, when I have the founder, I'll fix you. Like, yeah. I'll fix you." And it's like, "Oh!" And that was like the first time where, you know, like his choices are bad. Like, don't get me wrong, like genocide, bad. You know, yeah. not good. But the way he spoke to her of like, "Don't worry, like I'm gonna fix." Like, you're not gonna yeah. have to worry about it. That was like the true to me the Slippery defining slope moment, yeah. antagonist moment. I was like, "Oh, you're the fucking villain, dude!" Like, you know, I get it now. You know, yeah. but she. Yeah, like that. That was weird. And then she kind of stops fighting. And but that, what's she gonna do? I'm yeah. almost wondering if they have like she's in her own little prison right now. Like the MPs are keeping her away from everyone. Yeah, you know, the, like they're trying to because they they set that up. The MPs are trying to take control. They want to you know feed Zeke off to her and all that. Like it's you know yeah. I I think I don't know. He was. I really don't know. He, he sort of stayed true to himself here and kind of. Um, protected her in a way um you know okay so two things aren't clear you know whether or not he's the father because to be fair it it seems like he didn't think about that when she says what if i got pregnant well Mm -hmm. it's like well that would probably save you too so it's like are you is this your way of telling us you are already pregnant or are you asking to get pregnant well because like there's that meet like you know when leading up to us finding about the tainted wine there's that dinner scene with i think um niles yeah. niles there I yeah believe. yeah and some mps and, and they're talking about her getting pregnant and they're like they're like you know she fucking did it on purpose so we can't do what we right. want to do so she wasn't wrong right so you know and probably you know whether aaron knew that or not just you know from all his foresight and whatnot so i'm almost wondering if there's more to this like there's going to be direct you know uh, sequel to this conversation in in part three. Like I don't think this this whole historia being pregnant thing is, is even remotely close to being done. I think this is just kind of reminding everyone as if we had forgotten. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. the the significance of like Aaron being the father. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's not clear. I think it's probably meant to be a little unclear, a bit of a tease, whatever. Oh, if well, if he passes on the 
all the Titans to his kid. But even then, yeah, he see, be a baby. Because he says, yeah, he says that. I'm not going to have... I'm not going to sacrifice. No more children can be sacrificed. That, yeah, no more children plan. eating yeah. their parents Yeah, is something he says. And it's like, yeah, but your plan doesn't seem to account for that so far. I, mm. I mean, unless, like you just said, it's all him. I, I don't know. Um, but that doesn't seem to be fixed yet. Um, then there's the Zeke Aaron scene. Um, <laughs> I actually kind of liked it. I did too. <laughs> it, it, was, it was probably the one time Zeke actually got to be an older brother. Did you see him smiling when he said yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, big time. You don't, yeah. you like, you don't see that side of Zeke. That was that was well animated. Well, uh, the voice actors did a good job. He's like, yeah, I think yeah. he just likes you, bro. Yeah, she loves you, man. So, <laughs> okay, so this kind of goes back a year, yeah, and confirms some of our theories, which is to say. You know, like earlier you were saying, does Aaron just not get it? Maybe he didn't. Maybe he was trying to figure it out for himself, yeah. but whatever. But it does confirm that it seems like he was really just trying to hurt them. Yeah. In that moment to touch, to, to push them away. Yeah. To what, you know, because he knows at that point, he's seen the memories. He knows what he's going to do. He's creating a bit of a divide. Yeah. If you think about it, that's the last conversation they've had um, in real time, right? Yeah, that, that's true. Right? Before, Is that uh, right? The, yeah, I don't know. Because they get imprisoned after that. Yeah, and then they never really get to talk to him, even though they like back him up, and then he triggers the rumbling. They never have another conversation. No, well, which hopefully we get that. That's see, that's if there's one thing I'm I'm genuinely bummed about, and you know, it, maybe I'm impatient. I really wanted that second conversation. Well, and think about it again. I mean, we've had I, 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 like you know, to people that are miffed by this, I don't really blame you because mm-hmm. in. Is it two years or two seasons, two parts, whatever you want to call it? We've had one real-time conversation mm. with the three main characters. And I mean, like, you know, narratively, I understand, like, that's part of the point. But yeah, like, it's been difficult to, and like, somewhat frustrating to be like, yeah, but what the fuck are they going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Up until the season, and all of its many parts, they've solved all of their problems together, you know? Yeah. So it's a very just <sighs> big change. I but miss yeah. them. You know, I just miss them. I miss those. Com- like, we have the older seasons, but yeah. it just, you know, it's, um, and it, it was hard because it was such a one-sided conversation last time. I would love to see. He was just there to blow it up. Yeah. So that, there's no there's no dialogue there. Exactly. So, like, that's, I want, you know, I want them to, like, get up in his shit, you know. And I'm sure yeah. Mikasa, after them teeing this up of, like, you know, the, the conversations they had leading up to, you know, Aaron fucking off. And also, too, like, it really puts so much more potency on you know, when they do save him in the Declaration of War episode, mm-hmm. you know, Mikasa shows up and she's standing over him and all that. And just the way he's like looking up at her and her looking down at him is like, oh, dude, like your fucking girl is pissed. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you fucked up. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we get all of that. And then we get, I, I really love that they included the flashback of them, of him mutilating himself. I know that sounds brutal, but like, I think that's an important character moment, like extremely important character moment. It's like yet another example of like Aaron's like unwavering, uncompromising devotion to his whole I move forward mantra. The the first blood in this future conflict is his. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, nah. Weird that they used, he used a bullet to pluck out his eye. Um, Yeah, he had just used the knife. Yeah. He had well, just... no. I guess he's trying to make it look real, like he took a bullet to the eye. Yeah, I guess. Jesus. Hmm. Um, but 
I thought the like the vo- even the voice acting there was great. The animation was great. Mm-hmm. I love he was doing it in an active war zone with shit going on. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, the the action again. Mappa just knows again. They're yeah. the um, they're really good at like frenetic, like you know, hectic action. You know, mm-hmm. like the wartime stuff. Like you know that whole like the beginning, the way the part one queued up with them being like in that battle was super intense and really well done. Mm-hmm. And. The final scene is an up close. We're not going to break it down frame by frame. No, but we no. talk, but it's 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 the rumbling. It's we finally get to see where Aaron is, what form he's taken. We get to see the colossal titans crossing the sea, and not the uh, way I thought they would have. Not yeah. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get to see we get to see what happened, and and uh, there's what is it? There's a um, a massive fleet of combined of combined global forces that are saying like, oh, this is like every cannon in the world or close to it capable of yeah. making it here on time, and uh, yeah, they couldn't stop it. They take they a few one out, good shot off, <laughs> get a couple volleys, yeah, and then the uh, colossal titans come out uh, and fucking the steam, dude. Oh, that shot of the beautiful. steam melting a guy so so gross but so dirty cool. like holy cow um beautiful shot beautiful mm-hmm. scenes all the whole way through but you must admit the swimming looked goofy it looked horrible it was uh that was a um it's like a high school music like high school kids making a music video for their garage band <laughs> yeah know? that did so not look silly. good and it, i laughed uh, i laughed out loud <laughs> like dude you didn't even have like you could have it might have even been easier to CGI them walking on the sea floor or something. Or, um, I don't know, but that was not the move. I'm trying to think, like, how Whatever. they can move that fast it, in that motion. I understand, like, they're massive, like, fast creatures, but, like... Yeah. I don't know. It's... And and it, it fucks up the scale, right? Like, because they look small on the wall. I don't know. It did not look great. Um, no. It did not look great. Everything else did. The water looked great. The volleys looked great. The explosions, the steam melting people... I loved um, how when the cannons were going off, it almost sounded like an orchestra. Like everyone yeah. had their own sound. You yeah, know, and it was all going off at different timings. Like the different ships had uh, a different bu- bu- cannon bu- 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 sound. Bu- 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 it was, yeah, it was it was really something. It's yeah, it sounds like a firecracker. Like you know yeah. what I mean? How it like yeah, yeah. it they pop like unevenly. Yeah. Um, wh- um. But what did you think? What do you think of Aaron's form? He looks like the devil. Is that like? Is it perhaps a little on the nose? No, no. Or do you, or do you feel like we so. kind of literally need a big bad, and he is that? I think it's just like a villainous design. You know, it's it's just yeah. on, like he's not so much okay. Maybe not the devil, but like he looks like the Grim Reaper. You know, like mm. all this. You know, the skeletal frame, which you know is is kind of goofy. But like when you see it in the moment, like it looks cool. Like, you're like yeah, oh, okay. when he gets his full reveal from the front, I kind of dug it. You know. <laughs> A million times better than fucking Falco and his Titan. Fuck, like, that was so bad. <laughs> okay, fine, good point. I I was not. I loved the um, like the giant silhouette that shows off how absurdly large it is. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if I loved like this scarecrow thing hanging at the front with like the long hair. But I guess he has long hair now. I wasn't yeah. sure if I loved it. Um, I'm curious to see what it looks like in movement and in action. And I guess um, we'll probably see that because it it just feels like it could end up looking a real clunky you know yeah rod reese 2.0 yeah in action it looked weird but yeah yeah but still shots looked great yeah it did the still shots are great obviously in the shots at the end Mm. of um the like the rumbling 
taking like the the scene of like when everyone just like clued in that it's fucking over and they all start running yeah. i was like oh it was it was it almost seemed worse than when shiganshina you know because like it's different it's different because like when shiganshina was first the wall was kicked in it was absolute panic mm-hmm. this felt a little more like bigger scope it was like more bird's eye view than actual on the ground like we saw the moments of people running away on the ground but not too much of it mm-hmm. it was it was just like an interesting a- angle to see i think i think it kind of compares with the the, the vastness of the wall titans i think it yeah went good hand in hand it yeah you know? good point it does so it's but yeah no just so you know i know these guys are bad but the other people that are eventually going to die aren't necessarily bad so it's yeah and yeah, yeah i mean it, you know it i think they also do a good job of showing in that last shot one of the last shots that it looks like they're like, yeah, there's military presence, but it looks like a residential area that they're about to come up on. It looked like Shiganshina with the yeah. orange roofs. Yeah. Um, that's the that's last choice. <laughs> yeah. The last shot of the whole episode is the foot coming down straight from the OP. Oh, true. Fuck. And we're going we're gonna to share something on social mm-hmm. um, this week by the time you guys are listening to this. Probably anyway. But, you know, we talked about the Ymir reveal earlier this season and how uh, at the end of the season two finale in the OST, they had like a a play card version showing Ymir's backstory. Um, There are key frames from this episode that are also in that OST. Um, I think I I don't know if you saw that image yet, Grant. Yeah, you Um, you said that. But yeah, that's over a five year prediction way before the manga episode or the manga chapter rather had released for this. So yeah, it's like another five year clue that everybody just fucking missed. Again, proves that it's like the all time season. You know, like it had all the answers. But yeah, it's got like, it's got the bird at the end. It's got the, it's got the Marlian artillery firing at the fucking Titans coming out of the water. It's got everything. It's hilarious. Go figure. Okay, um, I have a couple quick questions for you just to end on. And I don't think this one is likely, but I just want to know where you're at. Mm-hmm. If the story ends without any more Aaron perspective or POV, are you currently satisfied with this character arc slash motivations? Like, are you satisfied with the journey? You know, I see a lot of people out there being like, oh, no, I'm still kind of Team Aaron. I totally get where he's coming from. It's oh like, okay, God. well, that's a remarkably bad take. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think either of us are on the genocide camp no. or in that, uh, on that side. But, but the, that's not the question, right? The question is, are you satisfied with this character arc? Do you get it? Do you like it from a I, storytelling perspective? I think they have done a, specifically part two, has done a phenomenal job showing... You know, like, I think the ironic part is Aaron, the one who's trying to break the cycle, is also caught in a cycle that he kind of created for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he, he keeps saying, like, you know, it's th- this is it. Like, you know, I've made my decision. You know, like, he can stop. But anyway, it's, I understand the irony of it all. Mm-hmm. I think if we got, I, I do want to see... Like, are you talking like solo POV, like just like another episode of like him kind of like musing to himself? Yeah, whether it's or, um, or do you mean like we never hear from Aaron? Like, yeah, we never we never get any more narration. We never any get more backstory flashbacks, conversations with Ymir. Like, yeah, if that's, I think I'm good. You're, if it's you're, that, it's good enough. I think I'm okay with that. I think the Grisha episodes with Zeke was oh. all we needed. And I one think, of the best well, of all I think time. 
I think what we just got in this episode was also a great way of like just capping off of him accepting his choice. Yeah, it seems yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that. I think I am too. I would say I'm like eighty to ninety percent there. I think one more conversation with the team. Yes. One more um, moment in the paths, conversation with Ymir, whatever it is. I you know they really hinted at something in that episode for me with the whole Aaron asking her like, "Are you the one who guided me here?" Mm. Like I I just so desperately want to know. You know what I mean? What what else he's seen, or if or if if we're leaving anything out, you know. And I don't want them to spell it out for the viewer either. But I want it to be a little bit more concrete than it is. But I'm still happy. If that the makes nice sense. thing is, I don't think they would. I think they're okay with being vague. Yeah, you know, they, they did bastards. it for so long. It would be a little weird if they were just like all on Front Street at the very end and be like, "Well, well, you, know, you kind of." But I do think we are going to get more. But if we don't, I'm more than okay with with his story. I think it's almost there. Yeah, but I don't I just, think they're gonna stop. I just think there's slightly more that could be explored with the Ymir connection. I just think there's something else there. No, 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 hundred percent. Yeah. It's, but I think if we get that, it'll be in a moment where, you know, Aaron, like, if she ends up being like this, you know, malevolent, you mm. know, if a malevolent choice was made on her behalf to kind of uh, revenge or whatever it ends up being i think it would be a moment of, of loss for him and he'd be like confused by it all and like would mm. be hurt and then he comes back to the good side but i think that would be i think aaron dies i think they have to put aaron down yeah that was like sort of my next question is like what do we how do we think this ends i, I don't really see peaceful resolution we live out our days i think aaron dies yeah my all chips like all chips that like in Mikasa. is well, yeah, I think that's the obvious one. I think uh, I could see Armin. Yeah. I, I could see Mikasa, like, at the end of the day, like, like Annie has been prompting her, like, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Could be. I yeah. could see her not being able to in either Armin or if it is Annie that does it. Or mm. it could be Reiner, too. I think Reiner, Ugh. we could get one that's last. That's the thing is so many of these people are good candidates to yeah. end him. <laughs> but I do think that when it's all said and done, the grand, you know, in the grand scheme, I think everyone fails, and I think the founding and the attack is just all gonna go elsewhere, and mm. the potential for the cycle is gonna continue. Yeah, that's the funny thing is like I think that's what it is. I I think you're there's a good chance you're right because all Aaron wants is to stop the cycle, but maybe the point is that it's inevitable, and you've mm. gotta just do your best. I I don't know like how we're gonna feel at the end. Um, because I can't, yeah, God, I, I just don't know how they're going to wrap it up, but I'm, I'm really excited. And how about you? Like same, same question back to you. Like if, you know, how, how do you think big picture is going to end? I, I don't know because Attack on Titan is so fucking bleak. Like mm. a part of me, it seems like in the uh, least li- less likely camp that the rumbling succeeds despite their efforts. I I, re- I don't think that happens. Mm. But God, like if that was it and that did happen, I think you could still pull a lot out of the story. You know what I mean? Like about whether is Aaron merely a product of his environment, and is it only a matter of time until something like this happens? You know what I mean? Like mm. I think there's a lot of valuable storytelling in that kind of an ending. I just sure. don't think it's as likely. I think it's more likely that he dies in the attempt and he realizes it got kind of got away from him and it's tragic. 
that's probably the more than likely one i think like more than anything to me he's like the heart of the show and yeah. i just want to see him done right more than anything if that makes sense sure. and when i say him done right i mean i don't want him to become a good guy I, I think that's gone but what i mean by that is i want his arc to be done justice you know what i mean mm. i want like everybody to feel good about yeah, I see how we got there. I see, and I almost can already say that, right? Like they've done, I would say, ninety to ninety-five percent of the work already. Mm. I don't know. Do you know what would be crazy what? if, like, the Rumley succeeds? You know, Aaron. You know, four years goes by, Aaron dies, and we just get like four episodes of them back on parody of like, <laughs> yeah, he just fucking crushed the world, and like we have to live with it. You know, it's just all them yeah. like fucking like Connie's a drunk or fucking you know someone kills themselves. Yeah. Like you know, it's you never know. You know, it's that. I, I could I could also see that, but I I just can't you know and I don't again no, this is not an invitation to spoil us but like what pissed off the fan base I wanted the manga readers like yeah. what upset them so much I I just we have that someone, is the part that annoys yeah. me and it's worth noting we don't read DMs or messages on Reddit we have a mod and they're all filtered so don't try anything yeah. even if <laughs> in the comments we don't look at like. Our awesome co-pilot Vivian handles all that, so don't get any bright ideas. Or I mean, yeah. you could try, but you're not going to get us. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm really really excited. Um, we will obviously, you know, if you've listened this long, obviously we're going to be back for part three. We will cover it week to week. We're incredibly excited. If anything happens between now and then, Attack on Titan related, maybe we'll release a podcast or a special episode on it. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are you about good, Grant? Should we tell the people what we'll be doing from here on out? Yeah, let's tell the good people. So, as many of you know, I mean, I think a lot of you are listening specifically because it's Attack on Titan, but as you may or may not know, we also do a post-show where we talk about everything else we're watching, anime and non-anime. Um, that usually comes out on Fridays. Maybe we'll put it out on Wednesdays or something going forward since uh, Attack on Titan won't be out. Or maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, we're going to continue with the post show this week we've dude i watched so much tv like i have so much i watched a lot about. of one tv so I'm yeah gonna, it's gonna be a dave heavy episode Wait, i think but we're gonna talk about moon knight uh atlanta ted lasso fresh um Damn. food wars morbius the fact that that's out like there's just a lot of cool nerdy shit out right now um, i'm excited to listen guys jesus <laughs> yeah but no but there's a lot to talk about there will continue to be a lot to talk about week to week and yes if and when a really great anime comes out that's week to week that grabs us, we will probably cover that week to week. We're just not super committed to anything just yet. Um, but spring season is around the corner and then the fall anime season. So, you know. I got a good hunch Chainsaw Man, though, in the oh, fall. I think yeah, I think that, that might be the be, move. That might be the one. But in between then, we're definitely going to be doing some more post shows. We're going to be doing you know some more movie nights and more other fun little stuff so yeah maybe some if guests you... and all that so please you know keep an eye on the feed the post show is for the next little while is going to be all the main stuff for the show if there's specific stuff you would like us to review whether it's check out this anime or you want us to do a movie like you know we had a lot of fun doing those movie reviews if you haven't listened to them check out our review of like demon slayer mugen train paprika your name grave of the fireflies those are those all have their own episodes so we'll probably do something like that again it's just you know we'll, we'll see what it is yeah. um but we're very very excited thank you so much for listening like you know we started this podcast because of attack on titan uh season four part one and 
you know, so we've been here for a bit and I don't think we're going to stop. So Not yeah, thank you again for listening. This has been really, really fun and a really hell of a season or right a part on. of a season. Um, but yes. Okay, guys, we will see you on the flip later. Cheers.